And welcome to Cafe Disco. Uh, and when I say Cafe Disco, I mean my 2013 Prius C. Uh, you're home for the uh, Weasel Snake Podcast. Part three. Part three. Part three. Part three. Um, I think this is the real first day of football. I know we had a game Thursday, but to me that was more of like a uh, a wedding of the palate. Yeah, it was, so it was an appetizer. An appetizer. Yeah, an appetizer. An appetizer. Um, for me, um, it was um, a poor appetizer, um, a fried pickle. I hate pickles because Proc had the rookie Edwards Hilaire and David Johnson. So that that palate uh, that palate wetter, terrible. Terrible. But, uh, <laughs> what do you think about the first game? Well, truth be told, here's my weasel stick. I didn't watch it. I was working. There it, it is. is. <laughs> so, so, so that's the thing. So from the highlights, how about that? Rookie Hilaire, obviously the real deal. Sure. Uh, David Johnson. Um, I talked a lot of shit. David Johnson on the rise. Um, but you know what? Let's not even spend too much time on those games because today we have a full slate. A full slate through COVID, through a long pandemic, yeah. for months of waiting. Somehow we have games today. And I'm excited. <laughs> it's true. With fans. With fans. fans. Yeah. Here we go. Hiya. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can take with that what you will. Um, and I know in the last pod we said we were going to have uh, Nick Barton. Um, we're actually going to postpone the Nick Barton pod. Um, honestly, only because he may win this week. He might win. Weasel. He He's projected win. four points higher than I'm trying, Matt Higgins. Nick, Todd Gurley, Barton. Ah, we, we sliced and diced him for two fucking pods straight, man. I, you know what? After the Todd Gurley, the Mahomes, the Juju, after the LaShawn McCoy, after the triple quarterback and triple tight end draft, I didn't think I would ever say this, but the man may win this week. <laughs> He's projected, like, I think the new SPN rankings have changed through the first day of football. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't know, but... He's still not ranked the worst team. I think he's actually ranked 10th now. There's Matt Higgins and Mike are below him. And that's the thing. So I think Nick Barton's expectation was last, right? You know, It's true. The expectation was low. He's beating them right now. He's beating them. Mahomes had 20 uh, on Thursday. That's a nice little start, and we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. And um, I think if Nick Barton wins, I think we have to have an emergency pod, to be totally honest. <laughs> I, I think he needs to be on He needs to have pod, yeah. Yeah, I need an immediate reaction. Um, I, I need to hear I need to hear him tell me I told you so or, or that I was wrong. And I'll, I'll put my foot right I'll tell you what, if he wins more than one game, I'll, I'll, I'll say attaboy. I couldn't yeah. know. No, because um, here's the thing. Because I'm going to feel like a fool because um, in the in the pre-draft, um, I literally said that Nick wasn't a player and was a collection of trade trade assets. <laughs> and, and I'm already starting to feel like that was foolish. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That's why he drafted three quarterbacks. No, no, that's the thing. If if Nick Barton makes the playoffs, mark my words, I'll draft three tight ends next year. And shake my hand right now. Um, You've heard this first on the pod. If Nick Barton makes the playoffs, I will draft three tight ends next year in the draft. This is real shit because I will be downright shocked. Um, But that being said, so um, instead of uh, instead of Nick though, we have not one but uh, but two guests. Um, Actually, we have our first guest. the commish, commish. Uh, the jawline, uh, Retur- the current champion, the the, the current champion yeah. as well. Uh, call him what you may, uh, but Ryan Buser, uh, commish, the commish What's is up, back, buddy? baby, six and seven record. I'm looking for that again this year. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So so honestly, let's just start with um with with, with the elephant in the room with COVID. Um, we we just kind of had our vote on um on the COVID rulings within our uh, within our league and, and just for the for the audience, like the the way we kind of uh. We decide some things is pretty much democratically. We, we throw a poll up and everyone votes on it. So, and then the latest was the the, the COVID voting. Um, so tell me a little bit about that and like first year, 
your um, your thought process on each of the options and then what you thought about the results. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. All right. So first of all, I just want to say thank you to the seven out of 12 people that voted. I really appreciate that. You know, yep. I love having barely over <laughs> yep. half of the league, you know, take a vote when um, the Facebook Messenger allows us to see when you view the message. So I know all 12 people have seen it. We got seven people to vote. You love, yeah, it. yeah. It shows you love real to commitment. see it. Love to see it. But yeah, no, I'm always about like putting it out, seeing what you guys want to do. I'm not trying to be like a dictator over here. So I threw out a couple options. First option was like let ESPN decide. So they did this for uh, NBA, and it was like, oh shit, season's over in March. Like fantasy basketball, like this is what we're gonna do. We'll call it over, and like the league's done. Um, so let's say the season were to get canceled with COVID. ESPN would probably come out with another statement similar to that, being like, oh, shit, we only made it through week six. Like, we're going to just say, like, the league didn't finish or whatever. Or we made it to, like, week nine. Like, okay, here's your champion. And ESPN will, like, will just do all that. Like, we wouldn't have to do anything. Okay. So that was- um, yeah, yeah, see, I mean, like, here was my first thought on that one, um, is that I won't give away too much about the other options, but I just like some of the other ones more because um, I liked having a say in it a little bit. Um, I thought that, like, giving it just to ESPN was kind of um, not a cop-out, more boring to me. That was my my thought. Weasel, what, what do you think about well, that? Well, if ESPN does it, it's just strictly them. You know, like, there's no biased, unbiased. Because, I feel like, that, too. Because, like, you have people that could get upset with trades, unset with how scores went down. They could say negative things so that other people win. And I already yeah. know, like, something like that can happen. It could go wrong. And, <laughs> no, and I feel you. And obviously, like, um, when it's benefiting teams and not benefiting others, like, it's easier to have the responsibility on ESPN, too. So, um, so Commissioner, well, like, what was your thought on this option? So, same, similar to what you said, I think it's a really boring option. Like, if this is going to be, like, our fantasy league, like, our friend group, whatever, I think we should be able to decide, like, okay, if, if this season's going to be cut short, like, let's have some fun with it. Like, let's do something else. Which, you know, leads me into some other options. But, yeah, I thought the ESPN, like, just letting them decide was, like, okay, like, whatever. Like, that's fine, but it kind of boring to me. I feel you. Yeah, and I'm, I feel like that's, that's honestly a perfect segue into the next option, which was kind of, like, we um, we kind of decide um, what happened. Um, and for me, um, I, I really thought that we could have done kind of, like, a hybrid option of a couple things. Like, maybe set, like, a deadline in the season, maybe, like, a week where if we got to that, then, like, the standing stayed, and if we didn't, money, like, kind of went back to people. I don't know. I like this option a little more. Um, I don't know if you guys had, like, envisioned, like, like a system, like, in that option, too, or maybe that was just me. What do you guys think? No, I just think ESPN should choose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really... I don't, I don't know. When you can, like, when somebody's voice can change, or, like, you know, someone's viewpoint can change another person's viewpoint, I don't like that. I think numbers, players' ability... It's like all by numbers. Honestly, you saying this, um, I'm almost shocked, to be honest, because you would be the first motherfucker to be weaseling and living up <laughs> to your name and, and, and kind of shedding this in your in your favor. So this is... The, I'm just proud. confident in my team. I think my team's baller. All right. All right. I that think that my team's fair. baller. That is fair. Too. Going off of uh, the voting of our group chat, the punishment that we discussed last time, there is the standing in the Glens Falls Circle. With the album that we choose. Yeah, which is the one I chose because it's the best. Yeah. 
Getting shot. Getting shot in the leg <laughs> is, is, is gaining so much traction. Buse, I, I, I need you as the commissioner to chime in on this. What are your thoughts on the gunshot to the leg part? I think gunshot had more votes than circle and gun <laughs> So, like, technically one. Yeah, so, so commish. Like, what do you think about this? You are the, the, I mean, we say democracy, but at the end of the day, like, you're our leader. Talk to us. Yes, sir. All right. So, gunshot to the leg, I think what? It was like a, a Bodhi like decision. He came up with that, which is like just so <laughs> typical. So, Bodhi said if the. Last per- person that comes in uh, fantasy would have to take a gunshot to the legs. I don't know what he means by this. I don't know anyone <laughs> like that owns a gun in our friend group. Like maybe Nick, but like other than that, I don't know how we would even do that. Um, so yeah, gunshot to the leg. You know, um, we got more votes for th- for this poll. So we actually had six votes for gunshot to the leg versus five votes for standing lens ball circle. So again, we were still one person short. And you know what? I actually think it was. Um, no, Murph voted for this one. Murph, you didn't vote for the last one. You didn't vote for the um, how it's going to end for the season, but you did vote for the punishment, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Th- thanks for playing, Snake. Thanks for playing. <laughs> and I was talking shit about people that didn't vote. <laughs> yeah, so That's we got funny. gunshot to leg leading 6-5. I mean, I think we should just go right to standing glance Falls circle. I kind of threw the gunshot up just for, just for jokes, but then I actually started gaining traction and people voted for it, so... I mean, I'm all down to like get a paint gun and, sh- gun and shoot it at someone. Oh, oh no, that's the thing. Um, I, I was never thinking that this gunshot leg thing was actually happening. This is just it's it's so funny to me that, that this this man Bodie just was yelling gunshots with leg over and over yeah, again, yeah. and it made it into the poll and won. Yeah. I I think like that's the underdog story of the year right there, other than Nick Bard making the playoffs. So I I think kudos to that. But Darren Waller. I, Darren Waller Day. Um, also, I'm um, speaking of that. Um, I think because I think just a little bit about the power we're trying to do. Hopefully, two um, podcasts a week, and um, I'm, I'm hoping for our second podcast, which is our kind of post week podcast. We have a, a Darren Waller watch. I, I, I need a points look at Darren Waller each week, um, just just because I feel like like he's almost our mascot now. I, I need to see Darren Waller just underperform from a six round um, keeper. Um, so so just a little sneak peek into what's ahead with that. But, oh, that's the funny. DWW, the, the Darren Waller watch, the DWW. <laughs> The D double dubs, even. yeah. D-double the, the, dubs. The, the Darren Waller watch. So, so keep an eye out for that. Um, in next week, in uh, in the next pod we got. Um, and also, I think this is a really good time to bring in our, our second guest, um, se- second part of the team, if you will. Um, Jason uh, Weasel, you want to give a little introduction? Yeah, I'll give a little introduction to Jason. He's not a part of our group. He's in a neighboring group. He's not in. Well, he's not in our league. I should say. He's not in our league. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I, just, I would just want this is an roast. It's an I introduction, want bro. to know that are listening that he's not in the league. The he's, league, he's yeah, a side sure. view looking in on us. Yes. He actually gave me the idea for a podcast because he does a podcast for his friends. Shout that out. What's his yeah, pod's name? Know. Let's give a little um, special the poetry pod. slam podcast. So uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe don't, maybe, maybe don't go look that up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, do that. Spe- <laughs> the special poach, you know, I love it. Um, again, give him a listen for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Jason, so yeah, Jason has been new to the league. I don't know for how long, couple years, three, four years now. He gave me the idea for the podcast. He's very football knowledge. Is going to come in, give us some ideas for our podcast. Maybe come in, give us some ideas for our league. Look at who's our best players, best teams, etc. Sure, sure. 
So I gotta open up the floor to the first up. Who do you guys think are the best picks that we had? I don't know, Jason, if you saw that, okay, but I'm who has the best teams and why? Uh, let's start oh, off, Jason. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull it up because you Come sent me in. you sent me your draft board, and I did I did have some things to say. You know, hold on. How, why, why are you pulling that up? How, what do you think about the Darren Waller pick, sixth round? Crazy okay. or not that, you know, so, insane? Darren Waller. He was good last year. Keeping him out of all your other players, fucking stupid. I don't give a shit how good you think tight ends are. And <laughs> most tight ends, they'll give you fucking, like, seven to eight points a week. It was a dumbass pick. Fuck you, Bodie. You're dumb as fuck. Thank you. Thank you. For God's sakes, thank you. Darren Waller day. Darren Waller. <laughs> I can't wait for our first DWW. For I sure. Ca- I can't. Wait for it. All right, Jay, uh, Jason, you keep looking for that abuse. Who do you think has the best picks? What were some of the greatest picks? What do you think? Well, I mean, pick-wise, like, the draft went pretty standard. Like, there wasn't anything like, holy shit, this guy dropped, or, like, holy shit, he picked him. I mean, besides Nick picking guys too early, which is, like, the opposite of impressive, like, there wasn't anything that, like, really surprised me late. I think it was more just, like, the keepers. Like, I mean, Z had um, Kyler in, like, the 12th. Jake had DK in the 12th. I had Lamar in the 13th. Like, Proc and um, Brandon had Eckler and um, Miles Sanders in the eighth. Like, those Sanders. are all solid, solid picks. No, I feel that. I, well, I mean, um, and I guess moving on from the draft, um, in terms of teams, who are you most scared of, do you think? I mean, especially— um, I mean, you got the number one ranked ESPN-wise. You're facing Teddy this week. Yeah. With Zeke and Dalvin, and Dalvin just got paid, so he, he's there to play. Yeah, yeah. So so how do you feel um, about um, about the matchup, and, and who do you think the—, the- yeah, no, Delvin got paid, so, I mean, Teddy's got a really solid, like, one-two punch. Zeke and Dalvin, like, come on, those are two top, like, top five backs, maybe, and he's got both of them on one team, so, no, that's scary for sure. That's scary that's for sure. ridiculous. And other than that, like, Teddy's got, Teddy's got Russ at the QB, like, a couple good wide receivers in Lockett and Woods. I mean, Teddy's team is pretty solid. I, I got, like, I got my eye on Teddy. I think I've played – I don't think the schedule changes. I mean, obviously will this year with the addition of two teams. But I think I've played Teddy, like, first week every season. Like, next week I'll play Murph like I have every season. I think I've lost to him both times. So, no, hoping, hoping uh, third time's a charm here. But, no, I got my eye on Teddy for sure. I like that. And, actually, I'm, I'm just peeking at your lineup right now. And, um, and I just want to give you a shout-out because I think this could be a play of the week. Is that, is that Boston Scott play this week with Sanders down? I um, yeah. just, just wanted to give you a, a little hype up for that. I think he could kind of pop off a little bit. Jason, um, um, speaking of um, of that, so what do you think about the Miles Sanders injury um, and then also, like, Boston Scott in there? Um, like, is, is that a good play, you think? Well, okay, so in my, in my actual, like, home league, uh, the guy who has uh, Miles Sanders just traded away uh, A.J. Brown for Boston Scott and uh, fucking Tyler Higby, I think it was. Really? And yeah. I think, honestly— as as much as I hate that trade, I think it's a good play for the first three three to four weeks because I don't know how much time Miles Sanders is going to miss. But near the end of last year, when he was limited, not not like gone, like Miles Sanders was there, but they limited his snaps. And Boston Scott was putting up insane numbers. I think he was the number nine running back through the last three weeks of the season last year. I think he's going to be like amazing, yep. especially this week against Washington. Yep. Like it's a great play, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel that, and um, I think I was even looking at it today, and um, I think in the last game he was a starter, he put up like over a hundred yards and at least a TD, maybe a couple. Um, so yeah, I'm, I want to give you a quick shout out for that for sure. 
Um, and also, um, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about um, a little bit about the the Thursday game and the fantasy parameters um, from that. Um, obviously, starting with Hilaire, dude. Um, I, I was honestly shocked. Um, like, I'm facing Proc this week, but even if I wasn't, like, I was really interested to see what that guy did. And I think he really showed out. Um, I, I was kind of surprised. Like, what did you guys think about that? I think. So, I mean, obviously it was a really good, really great first game for him. I think what you have to look at is the volume they gave him. Like, the man got, I think, 23, 24 carries in his first game, and I think, like, six carries in the red zone or, like, on the goal line. And he was really inefficient that in that regard. He needs to work on, like, running in between the tackles. But if he's going to get that volume all year for the Chiefs, who are always going to be in the red zone, he's going to be awesome. He's going to be great. And I didn't, I didn't really expect that that much from him, but he showed out for sure. I feel that. Um, and and Buse, yeah. I'll ask you. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, Proc also had David Johnson, um, who actually also put up twenty points. I mean, him and Hilaire both almost had the exact amount of points. Um, I think David Johnson looked pretty like better than I expected out of the pass and the run. Um, what was your, what were your first thoughts on David Johnson? Yeah, no, I mean, watching that game, like, David Johnson, I thought, like, holy shit, he might actually come back and, like, have a little bounce back here with the Texans. Uh, we got, what, him and Duke Johnson in the backfield there with Deshaun. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it'll now. depend on, like, the other guys. Yep. Like, it'll depend on the other guys, like, Will Fuller. I mean, I know, I think you have him on your bench, right, Merv? Or no, you played him this week. Um, so he, he got you 20 points, so that's solid. But, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it depends if, like, Will Fuller and, like, the other guys on, like, the Houston offense can stay healthy. Because, like, I don't know. I think that, like, they might rely on David Johnson a lot. I could see him having a, a good year. I was going to just quick point out really quick. Uh, most of the times when a team loses a lot of targets, uh, they either go to the tight end or the running back. And with yeah. D-Hop gone, that's, like, 150 targets, I think. So I expect David Johnson to be pretty good this year. Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. And then uh, um, I think it's funny because um, I think from an opposite perspective of like an actual football perspective, I think the Texans are going to struggle this year um, without D Hop, um, like in terms of the win loss category. But in fantasy, I think they got some pretty viable options there for sure, which is pretty cool. Um, so moving yeah. forward, um, Weasel, um, let's bring you back in. I want I want to talk more about these um, these ESPN projected standings. Um, I'm usually not yes. a big fan um, of like projections and stuff, um, but I mean, there's been some pretty interesting trends. So to speak We did We talked about I think it was our Last podcast Where we talked about I went Teddy number one mm-hmm. It went Brandon number two mm-hmm. Myself number three mm-hmm. I think it was Buse four And mm-hmm. Proc five yep. I think And Jake six maybe I don't really No no, no no You hit it right in the head That was perfect I, 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 was, I got it I got so, it for me right now So no there's, been, there's been a shift after the first game. Just one game, there's already been sh- shifts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the new top five, um, we have – I'll start from five. I'll build the suspense here a little bit. Um, so we have you, actually, yeah, I was five. I was at three. Dro- dropping down two. Heart-wrenching. I don't know how um, that happened. Did, like, did you make any moves? Did you – I literally – haven't touched my team. Yeah, so um, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I was worried when Alvin wasn't going to get paid and he was going to sit out. I got worried. I mean, yeah, I, I just like maybe that I made a trade to Z. Team. I made a trade to Z for his backup and Z wouldn't budge. Maybe that was it. Maybe they were like, this dude's sending stupid fucking trades out and now he's down to five. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's that. But um, so we got uh, Weasel at five. 
Um, we have uh, Summer O. Proc moving up to four. Uh, his team is filthy, and he did have some pretty good performances from Hilaire this week. Um, honestly, surprised he didn't move up a little more. He did say something in the group chat about him like picking up players from the waiver, but I haven't seen anything special. He, I mean, he made the only pickup. And also, you know what? I, I also do want to just, just send in the message that, that, that Proc said to us because um, I think he tried to talk shit, and then actually in more of a weasel fashion, <laughs> he had a spelling error, which I think is hilarious oh, no. every time. That's something I would totally yeah, do. Yes, for sure, for sure. So, uh, so here's the message that the proc said. Let's have a fair and clean season, boys. Can't wait to see one of you pussies waste, and and not like waste as in like waste your time, but as in like like hands around your fucking waste, waste, waste your time in the championship. Best of luck to you all. So that's the thing. Like I, I think that was weak shit talk as it is, and then to, to have a spelling error. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'd say find the nearest track and uh, and take a lap, buddy. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Um, Kamesh, what do you think about about the proc shit talk? Because he's always in there chatting in the like chatting shit in the group chat. Yeah, no, I think he does the same thing every year. The first year he won, so like he backed it up. He probably did started off the same way last year, and I think he was like bottom five of the league. So I mean, proc's like back and forth. We'll see how he does this year. I actually think Brock like Brock came in, like the bottom three. No, here's the thing. I think no, he no. like fu- yeah, fucked. No, last year I think he had like one of the highest points for. The, I think he had the highest points for. They didn't make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. So like he, I think he had some yes, tough yes, breaks. Yes, hang on, yeah. Did yeah, he like Brock lost? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, listen, listen. He he lost uh, week three, week four, tied Teddy in week five, lost week seven, week nine. Those were all within like five points. All within five <laughs> points, and sometimes he'd be putting up like he'd be putting up like one one fifty. He'd be putting up like one fifty and losing by like five points. So just like heartbreaking. Uh, Jason, have you ever seen someone tie in a in a decimal point league? I actually have. Uh, last fucking season, uh, Zach Smako and Rick, I think, tied uh, the second game of the season. Unfucking wild. Real. Fucking Zach wild. Smako. With the. With- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the tie in a decimal point league is honestly impressive. Um, so I, I think we're looking for. I for, once tied Kevin Middleton. Kevin Middleton. It, it, again, it, it was like our first league, my first ever league. I tied him. Bro. Yeah, up. yeah. Like I think tying a decimal point league. I mean, it's it's almost sad. I mean, it's like I fucking hate seeing that like one that extra one like on the. Like on the edge of the standings, like this isn't fucking soccer, this isn't hockey, this is fucking football. Like, like, and even in football, I hate it. Like, I want two fucking numbers there. But like, just yeah, I, I, I hate, that. I hate that. But then I feel like ties could even be more common because now you don't have those decimals that open it up. But again, it's a one in them. No, yeah, yeah. no, I feel you. But uh, no, I, I'm, I, I let's think go back that, to these power rankings. No, I know, I'm, I got it. I'm so um, Procket number two, you said? No, um, Proc moves up to four. Um, we have um, Bob. Um, I don't even know who Bob is, honestly. See, this is a shout out to our league. Um, your fucking abbreviations are out of control. Um, but we have, we have Teddy just 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 holding true at um at, at one. Um, yeah. with with Dalvin and Zeke. Um, it's pretty dominant. And who does who is it? Tyler Lockett and Robert Woods. Yep, yep. Um, uh, I don't like Robert. Woods also, but um, I'm just dying to to look at the trending up because um, not at five, at six is who other than uh, me actually. <laughs> um, trending up five spots. With, five with seven running backs to his squad, That's three right. quarterbacks. 
No, I'm not Nick. For God's sake, that's you have two quarterbacks. It's seven running backs. Okay, seven running backs, two quarterbacks. Um, but obviously ESPN likes it. Um, the, the my projections, I'm up five. Um, and Babs Boys Buse is up two. Um, in terms of the second highest moving. So um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the projections, even though I will say I hate projections. Um, I really try not to like base my lineups on projections, which I honestly like. Um, like Weasel. When you're looking at your team and like building your lineup each week, is projections a big part in it? Yes, because in my opinion, the people that are making these numbers are thousands of times more knowledgeable than me at this game, because these numbers just don't come from scratch. They just don't say, "Hey, here you go." There's reasons. There's there's the defense are playing which way they run which offense blah 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 I think they have the most knowledge so why wouldn't I trust them all right I, I feel that I feel that um Kamish uh, are you a big projections guy uh I think it's kind of hard to ignore projections but like you said I try not to look into them too much um I think definitely like um the the matchup like you, you kind of get the feel of like okay D- they're playing Detroit this week Detroit has like the second worst defense in the league like I might play this guy over like this other guy even though the other guy's projected like two more points I mean it's a matter of like a few points normally so I mean if you go off projections like it can differ like two minutes into a game that's fair I feel that I feel that um Jason I'll shoot it over to you um uh, are you a projections guy and then um uh, even in your league, like uh, are, are a lot of guys in your league like looking at projections a lot when they're making their lineups? Yeah, so I'm 100% not really a projections guy at all. Uh, I think ESPN especially just sort of like, I don't know, they fuck it up way too often for my preference. Uh, Matthew Barry is terrible. He's the fucking yep. worst at projecting every week. If you look at his love list, he's always wrong. Um, yep. So I just go off of, you know, who are they playing? What's the matchup? Uh if if a guy I like, like for instance, if I have Deshaun Jackson in one of my leagues, I'm starting him this week over someone like I don't know, fucking Will Fuller, who went who did good and was projected more, but I think I I think Deshaun Jackson has the better matchup, and you know, but no, um, I feel that. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not really a big projection guy. I don't trust the uh, power rankings either. Fucking this morning, uh, Rick. What, like woke me up because he was pissed off because he got moved down. Uh, he got moved down, I think, five spots in the power rankings because he doesn't have a kicker anymore. <laughs> like uh, his kicker got dropped, or he doesn't have a kicker starting. It's, yeah. it's stupid. I don't understand. <laughs> no, yeah, Ricky, uh, big Rick. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like I don't think like that shit holds any weight at all. Especially, especially with those fucking the power rankings things. Well, like I, I think they're fun to talk about, and it's just fun to like talk shit and like just for, for that kind of purpose. But like, if I'm not making like any sort of player move, or like if if, 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 there's, a, if there's a grouping of teams that's not like doing anything to their rosters, and there's no games being played, and they're like shifting in power ranking spots for. No reason i'm like all right i'm not really gonna pay attention to this shit and then um and the same thing with like the projections like i feel like i could chase projections every i feel like i've chased projections in the past and like it sometimes it helps me and sometimes it doesn't i feel like at the end of the day it really is just like like a crapshoot you know? I, I have to say this though as a person that's always played projections like that is my number one look at i have had the best record in fantasy I have the best win to loss ratio in the whole league. Are you just like bullshitting this? Like, no, are like, you like guessing? No, like, or, like I have I have had a minimum of eight wins both all three times. All right, so there's this is our third time, so both times before this. So, all right, so there's consistency. Like I think there's definitely consistency. There. I mean, I, I I was the runner up last year, and I made it to the semifinals the year before. 
I should, I should clear up. I don't, I'm not saying don't listen to projections. If a guy's projected seven points and another guy's projected like you know 15, you know fucking start the 15. But if if it's a, if it's a difference of like one to two points and you like the matchup better, you know fuck it, do whatever you want. No, I feel that. I feel yes, that. Sir. Jason, did you get a chance to pull up the picture of all the teams? I did. I'm looking at it right now. So look, give me give me your give me your top three and why and for you know everything. Okay, top three off the top of my head. I'm going obviously Bosnian hose, uh, Zeke and Dalvin, filthy Galladay, filthy. Although he's out this week, so you know go fuck yourself, Teddy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, th- I think Robert Woods is a much better pick, like much better pick than Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett's going to struggle to get uh, consistent like target share, especially with um, fucking. I think DK Metcalf's going to take over that offense. That's my. He's bold the prediction. stud for sure. I, I, yeah. I think you're right, especially in the, from the playoffs last year. He showed he can be the guy, so I'm definitely with you there. Yeah, um, Ross is filthy. Jared Cook again. I don't ca- I don't care that much about tight ends. Uh, that's one thing that I when I build my team like. Jared Cook's not going to score more than, say, Hunter Henry, I don't think. So, you know, that's up in the air. Uh, I don't like his flex that much if it's uh, going to be Julian Edelman this week. Um, but, no, his, his team all around is pretty solid. Um, and, like, obviously that has he has an insane running back duo. So I'd have to put him at one. I was uh, talking on. to him, and he told me that he had to start Julian Edelman. So I think he is going to start him this week now that you say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was some sorely matchup or in, injury type stuff yeah. on the bench. Oh, yeah, because, because the Galladay injury. Um, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the team now. And, and the bench is a little thin um, because of that. So I think, like, yep. that might be the weakness there at flex. But that's all right. I mean, with Galladay in, like, I'm with you. Tay's got out of the bench. All right. Number two, I'm going to have to go with South High Summer O, uh, which I think is Proc's team. I'm... I'm I'm a big fan of Julio and Allen Robinson, and I thought I thought Clyde was going to be off to a, uh, like a slow start, but he proved that he you know he's ready to go like right off the bat. David Johnson as a flex, I mean he showed that he can do it. Terry McLaurin could also if if you're playing Terry, Terry McLaurin as your number two, I think he's pretty much the only guy to throw to on Washington. So I feel like he's going to have a breakout. He's had a mini breakout last year, but I think Terry's going to be awesome. Um, and then he's got Dak Prescott and Austin Eckler as his keeper. Super late. I love that team. Um, and Mike Gesicki as his uh, tight end. I Again, I don't like tight ends that much. I think Mike Gesicki is a better pick than Jared Cook because I think uh, as long as Fitzpatrick is starting and he's supposed to start uh, the season and probably most of the year, I would bet, because uh, they, they seem to be having trouble getting Tua going uh, in camp from the camp reports. Because uh, Gasecki's like his number one target. Yeah, no, so. I like that. And I, actually, I'm um, speaking of Gasecki. Like, um, I'm honestly, believe it or not, kind of high on on a bunch of Dolphins guys this year. Like, I think uh, Devontae Parker last year um, had over a thousand yards and like seven, eight TDs. Um, was going super late. I think he's going to be good again this year. They got Preston Williams on the other side. Um, same thing as Speedster. Um, I, I I think I had Gusecki for a little while last year, picked him up off the waiver wire. Super solid tight end. Um, two big additions at the running back with Brita and Howard, um, which I, I think either of those guys, like I, th- I think that's a nice like thunder lightning type punch too. Um, and like Jordan Howard was a Philly guy last year, um, so I watched him a bunch. and um, He was good before the shoulder injury, um, so they can get a healthy Jordan Howard and the same thing at Healthy Brita, both guys with some injury past. I think um, 
the Dolphins can have a pretty solid year, like whoever they have at the quarterback. Um, so I'm I'm kind of pumped to, to to see what they do. They got a shot. It's the worst the Patriots have ever been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I I think the 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 Bills are the standout there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but but Jason, uh, so who's your who's your number three? Who's got the bronze medal for uh, for the best teams in your opinion? Ooh, it's a see a lot. Of, I like a lot of these teams. Uh, I might have to give it. I might have to give it to Drew here, Team Lamb Talk, just because I'm. Yeah. Just because I'm, 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 you know, I'm not impartial here. I have Kamara and Joe Mixon and DJ Chark in my other league. Uh, I think that's a filthy stack. Um, DJ Chark is going to ball out. The fucking, the Jaguars are going to be down every single game. They're just going to have to chuck the ball, and DJ Chark's pretty much their only option. So he's going to be a target monster, I think. Yeah, Thielen no, and, and is the unquestioned number one now that Diggs is gone. Cooper Cup also there on your team, I just noticed. No, yeah, I like this team a lot. Yeah, no. and I got Zach Ertz in my tight end. No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, and I got the Steelers defense if that really matters. Hey, the only thing I'll say is during this pod, this is like a breaking news type thing. Zach Ertz did get into like a really bad argument with the GM like right right now today about contract. Well, so that's the thing. If Zach Ertz no. gets traded to another team, if Zach Ertz gets traded to another team, do you think it lowers his fantasy value or like say he gets traded uh, to I don't like. A team that needs a tight end, say the Packers or something. What does that do to Zach yep. Ertz's fantasy value? I think it depends who the quarterback is. I think if it's Aaron Rodgers, he's elevated. Well, the, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if it's a team like the Packers, then he automatically ha- steps into the to, to the second, um, the the, the, the second um, top receiving role there. Because I mean, Devontae Adams is a stud, so he's the one. But I think you immediately put him there. I think that his value stays the same. I don't think his value can get any better anywhere else, though. I, I think that like. They, like last year, he was a stud. He's been a stud for the last couple of years. I don't see him getting any better anywhere. So I think that's that's the fear with him is that like he's he's gonna be pretty good now. Probably pretty good somewhere else. But like I don't think he's gonna hit that Kelsey Kittle um kind of level in Philly. Um, and this is coming from a, a Philly guy or anywhere else. Well, because they have Dallas um, Goddard there as well, just sniping uh, targets. And he Dallas Goddard is a good player. He had a mini breakout last year. Um. And that's always that's that's my big problem with Zach Ertz. But I do want to throw out, um, I, w- I want to talk about uh, D one's finest. Who's that? Z. Z. Z's team. Okay, I fucking love Kyler Murray. Love Chris Godwin. Love Derrick Henry. David Montgomery. If if this if this man had any other fucking RB two, I would put his team maybe at number two in the league. Because I think his I mean, wide receivers are full Montgomery free. blows. <laughs> he does. If, Kyler Murray. If he was looking good. I think he has the backup for the Saints if Alvin Kamara didn't fucking. Yeah, no, he has uh, Latavius Murray. So if Kamara goes down, you know. Um, Babs Boys is good. Fucking. I do, I do want to. I want a question for Murph. Why, why did you pick Jonathan Taylor at the end of the third round when you could have gone with someone like Allen Robinson or I mean Juju was gone at that point but you had the opportunity to start McCaffrey Kenyon Drake and then get two uh you know stud fucking wide receivers back to back on the next turn I I think for me my whole thought process and like I did this last year and and this year I kind of doubled down on it was I'm drafting my team Kind of unconventionally not to keep it for the whole year. Like, I think my whole thing okay. was like I wanted to draft running backs. I wanted to draft young rookies with high ceilings and kind of gamble. Hope that it, that like I'm hoping that like enough hit 
so that like I can have a bunch of trade bait to trade for receivers. Like you know what I'm saying? Like um, because I think my whole thing was that I think Jonathan Taylor has a higher ceiling than Allen Robinson. Um, and backs are so much harder to come by. Um, so I think finding a good back has a lot of value. Um, and I think and I have to take it from last year too. Like I traded uh, Josh Jacobs and Montgomery actually um, for like Tyreek Hill and someone else, and I wasn't even starting Jacobs or Montgomery last year. Um, so I traded two running backs off my bench for Tyreek Hill without even losing a starter. So I'm I'm just kind of going off what I did last year, doing it again this year, hoping to kind of find some value that I can trade without even affecting my starters. Um, if that makes any sense. Okay. No. Yeah, I totally get that. I was I was just wondering the thought process because that's not the way I would play it. Um, I like the James Conner pick. I think. People are forgetting how good he was uh, two years ago. Um, and I, I love Marquise Brown. I think he's going to be a stud this year. Because every, every time he's touched the ball last year, he was amazing. Um, and Will Fuller did good this week. So, you know, you're, t- you're probably going to – I would bet – I don't know who the fuck you're playing, but I'd bet on you winning this week at least. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Until until one of your wide receivers go down and then you're stuck with Mike Williams or Justin yes. Jefferson or something. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and and Kamish, I want to bring you back in on that. I mean, um, I I know you, you've had um, I've looked at your team. Um, you have and like a lot of people in the league, a lack of depth at running back. Um, so I gotta ask you. I'll ask you right now in the pod. I mean, like, like, is there any interest in uh in, in any backs from from the Anguish squad? You know, like, <laughs> is this strategy? You know, is this hitting? I'll put you around this spot on the pod. That's right. I'm gonna snake it up, Kamish. What, what do we think? Baby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let me let me begin with not like not even half your backs have played an NFL snap. So I, I'm I'm gonna say no on the interest for now. Um, but once they you know play a game, once they play a game, uh, I might you know come back to you after that. But we'll see how they do. I mean, you have what like four rookies, I think, or like three at least. So I don't know. I, I do have a lack of at back. Uh, I at um during the draft, I picked a wide receiver. Um, in the third round, instead of picking Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, or Melvin Gordon. So that's a mistake on my end. I, I'm like regretting that to the fullest. But I mean, who is the right receiver? Now, who is the just receiver? Like we were saying earlier, know. we got Boston Scott, oh, DJ Moore. No, no, I would have It's, it's because he had he, yeah. his first pick was Saquon, and I think he came yeah. back with another running back. So he had to go. He couldn't go through running backs around. He went George Kittle, DJ Moore on the turn. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, so my thought with that is, like, I don't know. DJ Moore might be the guy uh, re- receiver-wise for Carolina. Like, they got Bridgewater instead of, what, like, fucking Kyle Allen last year. <laughs> yeah, so I'm seeing some potential there. He, he got, like, 15 points a game. So, I mean, yeah, but no. So my running back situation, like, Boston Scott, like we mentioned earlier, like, with Sanders out, like, that could be a play. Um, Tariq Cohen, like, he's a pass-catching back. I know Chicago's never really that great. We were just saying how we don't like Montgomery that much, so he's kind of like a pass-catching option, but he doesn't get a lot of rushes. And then someone I got my eye on is Antonio Gibson, bro, the Washington back. They just dropped AP, and they're saying, like, he could be, like, an offensive weapon, so I'm keeping my eye out on him. No, I see that. I see that, and I feel like Washington's one of those squads where there's, like, a couple guys there. I I feel like this with the Rams, too, is that, like, there's a couple guys there that, like, you don't know who's going to come out of it but whoever does come out of it like 
could be like a bell cow type yeah. dude, you know. Sure. So no, I'm with you there. I, I think that I, I, I think those type of picks are league right. winners too. They're those yeah. like later kind of flyer picks, um, because if they go off in the end, um, I mean they're good for you this year, and then you can keep them next year too. So yeah, I'm per- with you. Bro. Perfect examples are people like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Is, Lamar Jackson is a perfect one of those like examples. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and then um, a lot of thing about the Ravens too. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what happens this year with, with Lamar Jackson. Um, because I think team is going to be game playing for them a little bit more. Um, so I'm interested to see um, if he's going to be running the ball as much, if the back's going to be rushing, uh, like the team itself is going to be rushing the ball as much, if they're going to maybe air it out. Um, Jason, what do you think about like the, the Ravens scheme this year and, and how they're going to look? Yeah, so I think I think his touchdown efficiency is definitely going to go down unless he starts passing more. Like he, he was, I think he was like 5% of all of his throws were touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah it was something or, absurd. Yeah, no, uh, that's not going to happen again. And I don't think they're going to, I don't think teams are going to let him run as much. I mean, the fucking Titans show that he can be slowed down. Uh, He's still going to be great for fantasy, but uh, he is going to be passing more and not rushing as much, um, which I think, honestly, it lowers his ceiling a little bit, but he's still going to be, I I would wager on him being the number one for fantasy just because the rushing upside, uh, that's like a guaranteed five six seven points a week just on his yards like rushing alone in addition to all the passes he's going to be throwing and plus i really like uh the weapons he has so i i don't know i think what you got what you got to watch out for is uh the jk dobbins mark ingram split when it comes to rushing because i don't really know how that's going to play out right now i know a lot of people are projecting uh ingram to keep to keep his role, but J.K. Dobbins, they drafted him for a reason. Exactly, yeah. So if he's going to be sniping some of that rushing work from Lamar, um, and Lamar is not, I mean, we saw it his rookie year, he's not the best passer in yeah. the NFL. So he could he could have a rough year. It's it's possible. But at the same time, I'm I'm expecting him to do good. I feel you. So it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit up in the air. I think uh, a lot of people are a little too... Too confident in him. I don't. Is that what you're saying? All right. Well, and and Buse, uh, make your case for for your quarterback Lamar. Uh, I want you to hit back at Jason right now on why Lamar is is the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, he led the league in passing touchdowns last year. Like he's just unbelievable when he runs the ball. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm expecting like a maybe a little regression. Like it's hard to top your MVP season from last year. But I mean, I think he's still going to be like the top two with him at home. So. No, I like that. I have to say this, and anybody can at me if they ever hear this. I don't think Lamar's a good quarterback. I think he's just a great athlete. Yeah, don't don't at me at the at me. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean, this, don't dude, this me, is bro. obviously fucking wrong. But um, yeah. So I have I'm, so many reasons. Bro, I mean, do you want me to repeat what I just said? Like, yeah, that's bro. The, it's because he can run. If you put him in Tom touchdowns? Brady's like, body, if you put his throwing ability in Tom Brady's body, he would do. Terrible. But that's the point. He's not. Okay. Because he's an athlete, not a good football that's player. What I, that's what I was trying to say is the whole thing is he has the rushing upside that'll keep his fantasy production steady. But it, he, I doubt he's going to repeat what he did last year. I'm with you. He's done. He's a dud. I know. I, <laughs> you yeah. heard it here. Okay, Drew's saying dud. he's a dud. And a dud. I'll, 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 I'll talk to you in 10 years. Bro. He wins MVP I'll, I'll talk and he's calling years. him a dud. Oh, Strong words. Uh, all right. So, so I, I think we're almost getting to the uh, to the end of the pod here. Um, but just wanted to give a little sneak peek, looking forward. Um, I think we were trying to do 
um, like we kind of talked about before. Hopefully, like uh, like two pods a week. Um, what we're trying to get this Sunday morning one out. Yeah, one with a guest. Yeah, yeah. One with just us. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm liking the the Sunday morning um with the guest. Um, I'm, and I'm, I think we're keeping Jason and Buse on. They may not be on the air every week, but I, I think they're they're definitely going to be here helping with the pod. Help with the pod. Um, and then um, I think uh, we'll do like a weasel snake one in terms of a week recap. Right. Um, like maybe like a Tuesday Wednesday kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe looking forward to the next week. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, maybe another little tidbit we might be doing. We're, we're exploring maybe this sort of like um, like a almost like a website. So um, like the listeners maybe could go in and look at our teams themselves yeah. um, instead of us talking about them, so they can kind of make their own opinions. Check us out. Um, give us like your own kind of rankings of who you think is the best. Yeah. Um, we'll maybe have like a, like um, a message board. We'll field out some questions after the pod, just so we can maybe get a little interaction and, and and you guys can maybe come into the pod, kind of looking at the team, seeing them, kind of understanding them, and then it's you know what we're all kind of doing the season together. Exactly. It's not like you're talking to us. You're like who whose team? Like you know, yeah. you, you, we want you, know, you involved. Yeah, we, want we want you here with us want for, you sure. Sure. for sure. Experience the love. Experience Weasel the love. Snake. Weasel Snake. First day of games. Uh, good luck. Kickoff is in one hour. It's twelve o'clock on the dot. Right Right yep. Right. Yep. Uh, Jason, Kamish, thank you guys for being on, and uh, good luck. All right. Thank you, yeah, yeah. Good luck. All right, All right, thank fellas, you boys. Good luck. Out.